Hello and welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we take a look at another facet of the Highlander universe. This week we have a very special episode. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a break from doing our regular episode recaps and criticisms due to the summer months and our schedules are a little different because of vacations and everything like that. I'm one of your rewatchers, Keith, and we wanted to do a different episode today where we talk to some of the people that have been carrying on the torch of the Highlander universe. We're joined this week by three individuals. One has been cataloging all the locations from the Highlander film and television series. The other has been intimately involved in bringing the Adrian Paul sword experiences to a city near you. And finally, we talked to someone who has started perhaps the biggest Adrian Paul fan club in the world. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy hearing their stories. Hey, Andy, thanks for joining us uh, on Highlander Rewatched. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome, awesome. So we've been talking to a lot of people that have been carrying the torch and continuing the spirit of Highlander. And do you want to tell our listeners in what kind of special way do you continue to carry the torch for the Highlander franchise? Well, for the most part, I uh, have seemed to be the main one, at least recently anyway, who has uh, taken it upon themselves to try to pinpoint as many of the filming locations used in the movie well, movies and uh, the TV show, but primarily the TV show, so that I can document them all and share them with the fans when I have them in a more complete state. That's amazing. How did you get into kind of cataloging all those locations? And about the spring of 2012 was when I really kind of started in, and uh, I had envisioned going to Vancouver uh, in, you know, to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the show later that fall, but um, something happened and I had to postpone my trip, uh, so I had an extra year and a half or so to prepare for it, as it turned out, and uh, I just decided, hey, well, I'll just keep trucking along here and see how many I can find. You know, I didn't want to go there to Vancouver with just a half a dozen places. You know, I wanted to, to do it big, you know, if I was going to do it at all. So uh, that's what I did. I just kept on and kept on, and I found a whole lot uh, via Google Earth and Google Maps and stuff like that. But Google Earth actually has been a great tool. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how exactly do you go about uh, pinpointing these locations? Well, I would go, you know, episode by episode and scene by scene and uh, spend a great deal of time on some of the places. And thankfully, once you find so many of them, uh, you have a fair amount of uh, area covered in Vancouver and its um, surrounding environment. And then you kind of stumble upon others. You like you, you can begin to recognize certain areas and you say, oh, that kind of looks like this part of town or that part of town or whatever. And uh, in some cases, what they'll do is they'll have one particular filming location, and then they'll turn the camera around, and lo and behold, you're magically at another place when you're really, in reality, just turned around. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're literally kind of just scouring Google Earth, trying to find the locations that match up with Highlander? Basically. Wow, that's uh, a, that's an in, insane amount of work, I think. And not in a yeah. bad way. I didn't mean to say insane like a, you know. No, 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 that's okay. Uh, Ken Gord actually said that I was, must be some kind of a rabid fan, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm friends with Steve Gagan, the production designer of the first four seasons for the Vancouver segments. And uh, I've got him on video, and I was in Vancouver last. He was telling the, the members of the tour that I led, he said that I knew the show better than he did and, uh, you know, knew the location better than he ever did. So that was kind of really nice to have him pay tribute <laughs> totally that's awesome 
you, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the Highlander Worldwide Fan Club. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the president, Carmel McPherson, I approached her in uh, the summer of 2013 uh, with the notion of perhaps putting out another newsletter because I had noticed that they didn't have one for about two and a half years or so at that point, or maybe even longer. I can't recall uh, off the top of my head. But at any rate, um, you know, I said, I'm doing all this uh, filming location scouting here, and I think it would be neat if we could put some of these locations in a new edition of the newsletter, and she said, well, that's a great idea, and we're also in the process of uh, revamping the website, which still, unfortunately, hasn't come to pass, but, um, you know, she said that they wanted to do a segment work on each of the pages of the website to deal with individual episodes where they talk about the filming locations, and they wanted to use my uh, work, and uh, I also asked if I could be the locations master for the Highland Worldwide Fan Club, and so she said to consider myself so dubbed. Awesome. <laughs> How did you get into Highlander? I feel like everyone I talk to has kind of a unique experience, including myself, uh, of how they kind of uh, were introduced to the mythology of Highlander. Well, I had apparently watched a few episodes here and there uh, when it was on, but never with any real regularity, so I didn't know a whole lot about what was going on. And it was it must have been, you know, maybe I saw an episode or two from season two and season three, but I had no clue what was going on because, as I said, I didn't watch it with any regularity. And then in the Christmas time of 1998, I asked my uh, parents to get the first season on VHS for me from the Highlander catalog. As you know, they had that going right. on. And uh, so they did, and, and, you know, before I got that, actually, for Christmas, I'd gone to the video store, and I'd rented the, you know, the three Highlander movies at that point, and then I watched the uh, TV show, and I got it for Christmas, and I was immediately hooked. So, I've just been uh, enjoying it profusely. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. How long have you been doing tours of the Highlander location? Well, the first tour that I mentioned that I tried to go on was in October of 12, and as I said, I had to postpone it. So I ended up going for the first time towards the end of April of 2014, and in the run-up to that, at least six months out, I was telling people, hey, I'm going to go. Does anybody want to go with me? And I just couldn't get any takers. I mean, there was one guy that said that he wanted to go, but then when I went and finally bought my tickets, he said, well, I didn't really think you were going to go, so I didn't save enough money. So I was okay. Well, I know why he thought I wasn't going to go, but whatever. So he unfortunately missed out on that. But um, so I went in the, the last week of April of 2014, and then I went again in uh, mid-September of 2015, and I had a few more people that time. I was actually able to take four of the people, well, my wife and then three other people. Awesome. What is it about visiting the locations that is important and special to you? It's just incredible to see it. If, I mean, if you see the TV show and the segments uh, specifically in Vancouver, because that's all I've ever been to is, is uh, for the Vancouver segments, but... Uh, the locations, they look really interesting. They have a lot of uh, unique architecture in some of the buildings in the downtown area and stuff like that. Well, the TV show just doesn't do it justice. If you actually go there, you can see all kinds of things. The, the colors and the shapes and the textures of everything is just really amazing, I found. Awesome. Um, why do you think the Highlander franchise has endured so long? It's now the 30th anniversary. What makes it so special? Well, I think that there's pretty much something for just about everybody in it. You know, there's action and the romance and, you know, a fair bit of history, too. Sometimes they kind of flub it a little bit, but uh, it's very good entertainment. And you have to be uh, pretty astute, I think, to really get the most out of it. You've got to pay attention. There was a fan at one of the conventions that said, you know, that Highlander is intelligent television. And I really like that quote, and I always found that that was a true statement. With your location scouting, has there been any locations that have surprised you? 
you or, you know, astounded you in a certain way, in a certain way, either it being uh, maybe not exactly what you'd expect to see, like the, the TV show maybe showed that location in a different light or just something about the area was uh, special? Not necessarily. I mean, I was kind of surprised sometimes because, like I mentioned before, you can turn around and you're in another location. So discovering that they did tricks like that was kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, sometimes... Uh, you would, I would notice that certain se- uh, scenes were spliced together footage from areas that were in reality nowhere near close to one another. So that was that was probably kind of the most surprising, if you will. TV magic. Yeah, exactly. We ask everyone who comes on our show this question. Would you ever want to be immortal? And if you were, what would you do? Well, uh, sure. I, I think that would be kind of unique, uh, an opportunity to have. Uh, and I think they do try to get that across in the show, too, even though it does have its drawbacks. I would like to see, you know, how history unfolds and, and uh, the various changes that would uh, transpire throughout history. And I would try to learn as much as I could about just all sorts of different things. Definitely. So do you have any uh, upcoming tours? Actually, yes. Um, I have uh, a tour planned for next July, and uh, unfortunately it's full, so I can't take anybody on right now. Oh, wow, that's amazing that it's full now. Yeah, we have two people on standby. And last year I was able to uh, coordinate it so that we could meet with uh, seven people that were associated with the show. And this year I'm going to try to shoot for ten people, and we'll see how that goes. I've already got several people that say that if their schedules will allow for it, they will meet with us when we come. And one of those has pretty much said he will set aside the time to make sure he gets to see us. So we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Well, in the future, keep us posted on your upcoming tour dates, and we'll make sure to let our listeners know. And we can okay. pass along uh, their info to you. Thanks so much, Andy, for joining us and talking a little bit about what you uh, contribute to the Highlander universe. If we have any uh, location questions or on our Facebook page, if there's ever a location uh, that you know is in an episode that you think is worth talking about, uh, shoot us a message and we can uh, put some details up from you. That'd be great. So, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Perfect. it. Perfect. All right. Awesome, Andy. Take care. Thank Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, hey, Colin. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. How you doing, man? I'm very well. How are you? Pretty good. God, Philadelphia was just on my um, thought process uh, recently. I was actually talking to uh, Adrian, and I, I hope to have some good news for you. Oh, perhaps Ooh. a uh, sword experience coming our way? Uh, maybe. That would be great. That's yeah, exciting. I'm sure yeah. He's, he's, I think, would have a pretty big following in this area. Yeah. I know he does. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Colin. My name's Eamon. I didn't introduce myself. Hi, Eamon. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, definitely. Um, It was uh, interesting timing, too. Last night I had uh, my sort of first live tweet session with some of the Highlander fans watching the first episode, and uh, I realized how much I don't know about the show. So it's kind of a fun opportunity to 90s throwback. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the ultimate 90s throwback so you know the the show itself feels a little bit timeless uh as far as like it it feels like it could happen at any point but it's the music and some of the some of the other acting choices and line choices where you're like oh man is this 90s yep (laughs) absolutely so colin uh the reason we wanted to have you on the show obviously is do you want to tell uh the listeners out there what kind of special relationship you have to the highlander franchise well a couple years back it was 2014 um um, I 
had been working with um, a few different celebrities, and my name had gotten passed around for making a little bit of noise on social media and the internet and Twitter and all that sort of thing. And uh, Adrian has, as you are well aware, a uh, the Peace Fund organization, a charity for uh, children solving uh, global issues, be it water or uh, heart surgery or really anything in the education realm. I was very connected overall to that kind of rising tide of good. Uh, the amount of celebrities he was connected to showed me that we could get the message out uh, with a little bit of help um, for a event called the Peace Fund Games. Uh, if you look it up on the internet, it's uh, hashtag PFG14 because we were planning on having many more uh, similar. And we've had uh, other games uh, poker, for instance, Peace Fund Poker, we did uh, two years in a row with Adrian, raising a lot of money, putting wells in Africa. Hashtag water for money, I think, was uh, one year that uh, we were working with the Peace Fund organization up to 60 celebrities. We had about 100 or so guests, fans of the particular celebrities, fans of poker, celebrity poker players themselves, just all sort of contributing their time and energy and social media voice to their cause. We've raised thousands and thousands of dollars through this charity uh, over the past couple of years with Adrian. And only recently did he come to me and say, um, hey, I had this idea about reaching into the Highlander community and seeing if I can connect with them on a more personal one-to-one -one level. And of course, my mission as a social media enthusiast is to get people connected to their people. So in the case of celebrities, uh, connected to their fans and their audience from the absolute fanatics that would just like anything signed and wants to take pictures to someone like me who just appreciates his contribution to the artistic world and to teach them a skill. So it's not just like a hangout session, like, hey, do you remember that time in that one episode when you did that thing? Oh my God, it was so great. He probably doesn't remember that because right. that was a moment in 112 episodes in a large acting career in just the one show. So we gave both the audience and Adrian, something to do other than talk about something that happened in the 90s. It's not the 90s anymore. <laughs> Though, right. yeah. if you look at Adrian, you're like, seriously, are you immortal? Yeah. <laughs> no, just, just say yes or no. It's fine. You can nod. I'll, I'll take a nod if you don't like, if you can't really reveal it. Just blink. <laughs> Or something at me, um, but yeah, the guy doesn't. The guy doesn't age much, and uh, having been around him as much as I have over the um, past couple of years, and I mean, what you're seeing uh, in Highland is obviously really good acting. I don't know if you've watched sort of the behind the scenes footage or anything of Adrian. Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So you've seen the sort of like playful, dry humor side of. I mean, he he is English. Um, <laughs> So I get to see that a little bit more often. Um, he's really funny. Sometimes you don't see it coming at all. Um, he is a very focused and motivated businessman, incredibly creative, just looking for any excuse to really connect to his following and provide them something that is not being provided to them currently. I was amazed at how motivated he was to provide experiences in these social media uh, endeavors that we did together for Peace Fund Games. It was very much, let's take a Hunger Games approach 
you know, so we throw a whole bunch of celebrities on the field and they, and it's sort of like last one to survive wins, but we allow, just like Hunger, Hunger Games, fans to buy us lives, extra ammo, respawns to, to put people back in the game, all just, all kinds of very, very interactive things that you can do as a as a participant to motivate your audience uh, to keep you in the game longer, just like Hunger Games uh, sort of did. We did have a lot of fun, and it sort of highlighted how creative Adrian was to create a really, really fun experience for fans, not just, hey, you get to hang out with your celebrity, but you get to do something with your celebrity. You can potentially save them in a firefight, you know, so have that brotherly combatant in arms uh, connection. And that aspect of it was really, really entertaining. And the money that you're participating with is not going towards the celebrity. It's going towards children, worldwide children. So it made the whole experience really really wonderful and um now that we have the sword experience it gives us a a reason to be interacting with the fandom with highlander folks on a regular basis because we never know what city we're going to be in next and this has happened a lot recently people will come to us and say will you come to this city i have 35 people who are ready to sign up this is the venue I was thinking. It makes it really easy for us because that was the reason we did it in the first place. We want to connect to people in very unique locations around the world in their home facilities or historical landmarks or whatever the case may be so that they can show their friends, hey, do you remember that show that I used to obsess over? Well, look what level I took it to now. I look like a complete badass, if you uh, can excuse the expression. <laughs> I have a sword. I'm hanging out with Adrian Paul. I, I survived, because apparently there can be more than one. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was what we were trying to do. And I don't know if you guys got to see any footage recently. Adrian has customized his uh, training boken to have the handle, the white handle. Oh, that's Yeah, really it's pretty cool. sweet. Uh, so, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, these upcoming events. So we, we know Adrian just wrapped up in London and Stuttgart. Does he have any other sort of experiences coming up? I think there's a couple in the States that maybe people might be interested in. Yeah, we have uh, Pensacola coming up next, and then we will be in Minneapolis. We haven't decided on the theme for Pensacola, to my knowledge, but Minneapolis, we are probably going to do something in the horror genre, highlighting a major and awesome fandom. I, I will leave it to Adrian to say which one or the page, depending on how he wants to do it. But it's going to be also very unique, very fun, connecting to pop culture as we like to do. That's a Minneapolis small little horror convention, probably about like 5,000 people or something. And then we have one coming up in the California area, which I don't want to speak to directly because that announcement hasn't been made yet. But I believe the Orange County, Los Angeles, and Southern California folks will be very, very happy to be a part of that one because A, we're probably going to have more than one experience. Uh, B, you can get to it by public transportation and there will be plenty of parking, though I cannot guarantee the price of the parking. <laughs> right. so. so connecting with Adrian is obviously important to a lot of our fans. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people that don't live in the LA area might not be aware that he has a weekly radio show. Uh, yes. Which is also now broadcast as a podcast, so anybody all over the world can listen to it. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, how they can get that podcast and exactly what it covers? 
It's on combat radio, and it's called Peace Fun Radio. Typically, it's on 1030, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time out of the LA Talk Radio Network. Best thing to do usually is to go to laradio.com or uh, Peace Fun Radio and double check the the times and so forth. But it's usually every Wednesday. For those people who uh, have not been in close to the cities or have not tuned into the radio show, it sort of gives them a highlight of what's going on in the week. The most recent endeavors that we're doing to raise money for children. Sometimes they talk about Highlander uh, stories. If it comes up, people can call in and ask questions. Um, But they generally have a theme about what kind of message or what kind of problem they want to bring in solutions to provide energies, alternate solutions, donations, anything that can sort of bridge the educational gap in the children's community. Los Angeles has not the greatest reputation for um, scholastic endeavors. So teaming up with companies like Microsoft and getting several tablets donated uh, the Surface um, to schools, we were able to activate a lot of social media awareness on Twitter and uh, Facebook. We had a not a contest, but more of a what would you do with your free tablet in your school? And we had an online discussion and that Uh, translated into the Peace Fund Radio for a few different weeks. That was our topics. Um, And then we went to the schools with the iPads, and that was a big mission and and endeavor that we did. Uh, And we're looking to do more of those types of things, partner major organizations that can part with a 100 pieces of a particular technology that can make less fortunate schools and less fortunate students really rise up because there's really no excuse for not educating our youth properly. Definitely. That's tremendous work. So uh, we just want to close out with asking you a question that we ask all the people on our show, which is, would you like to be immortal? And if you were, what would you do? Would I want to be an immortal? Yes, in that so long as I could keep my center, remain humble, and not be sort of like not to sound too Jedi-ish, but persuaded into the dark side, you know, uh, and get greedy or or any of that. Awesome. Well, Colin, I want to thank you so much on behalf of the Highlander Rewatch team for joining us and talking to us about Adrian and your work with him and your own personal journey. It's been really great. Uh, Do you want to give us the websites again for the Sword Experience and the Peace Fund Radio so our listeners can check those sources out? For Sword Experience, you want to go to theswordexperience.com or swordexperience.com. You can find all the information that you could possibly want on our tour dates, the connections to our store, if there's like bokens that you want to find, or maybe just want to send us a message. Uh, For Peace Fund Radio, best to go to thepeacefund.org or LA Talk Radio and search for Peace Fund Radio. It should be on uh, Combat Radio. Uh, We also will post regularly on Adrian Paul's Peace Fund on Facebook, Sword Experience on Facebook. They do have an active Twitter presence as well. Uh, And we try to put up a couple posts every now and then on Sword Experience on Instagram as well. But most of the uh, active engagement happens on the Sword Experience page because we like to know what cities we should be in next. We pay attention to the comments. Your voice absolutely matters on on the sort of experience whether you're mentioning us on facebook or twitter talk to us on on facebook that's generally where you get the best uh interaction adrian's usually pretty good at updating from his 
page on Facebook and there's anything that you feel that we need to cover as far as like cities or experiences, definitely get in touch with us, talk to us online, both you as uh, the rewatchers and uh, as fans out there, because it's really your experience. We're just sort of the facilitators. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Colin, for joining us. And I know everyone out there is going to be following Adrian on Twitter and liking his Facebook page and checking out the sort of experience. And hopefully it's coming to a city near them. Thanks a lot for joining us, Colin, and giving us your unique perspective on the world of Highlander and Adrian Paul. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, Colin. Bye. Thank you, Colin. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. Hi, Riley. Hi. Uh, call me Riley. Hi, Riley. This is Keith from Highlander Rewatched. Hi, Keith. How are you? Good. And this is Eamon here. Hi. Uh, Riley, do you want to tell our listeners who you are and, I guess, your relationship to the Highlander universe? Well, I'm Riley. Riley Ringo. They call me Mama Angel. I am the owner of AdrianZangels.com as well as the Facebook Adrian's Angels group with over 900 members and we also have a Yahoo email group. That's where we started with over 500 members. So uh, do you want to tell our listeners who might not be familiar with your group what exactly is Adrian's Angels? Well, you know, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) We've been called the fluff of the universe, (laughs) but you know what? We're friends. We make friends. We all love Adrian Paul and Highlander. And we've come together from all over the world and stuck together through thick and thin. We learn about each other and families, but yet we discuss Highlander. We talk about pictures. We do charity work. We do volunteer work, and we also run Adrian's Angels auctions where Adrian Paul will sign items for me to put in the auction to sell and raise money for his peace fund. That's amazing. How long ago did you start this organization? I started it in 2000 with seven people. Two have passed and the other five are still with the group. That's incredible that you've grown from seven people to over 900 now. Yeah, really. Uh, I was happy when we hit 100. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was 200. And then we moved to Facebook in 2007 and just grew exponentially after that. That's awesome. How did you discover Adrian Paul and Highlander? Do you want to talk about how he first came to your attention? Late night, 1999, flipping channels. The commercial came on. I flipped a channel and, whoa, there was a guy in a trench coat with the sword. Now, I was a big Errol Flynn, Zorro type person. And to see a guy dressed in, you know, normal clothes out there sword fighting was pretty shocking. So I flipped back to the other channel. And by the third day, I was watching Highlander and got online. Computer was still new back then. The web was still fairly new. And I found a couple message boards and I got brave. It took me a while. And I posted a question and no one answered me. And do you remember what the question was? You know, it was all such strange language. You know, everybody was using uh, acronyms for things. I didn't even know what LOL meant. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's funny how, like, you kind of have to figure out. I have to look stuff up 
every time I go online, like just to figure out what people are talking about, it seems. I have a huge section on uh, the AdriansAngels.com in the Highlander section. There's a Highlander fun stuff area that has all of those acronyms and funny little things about Highlander. So it's kind of an, your own like little Highlander dictionary or something. It, yeah, that I put together over the years. But actually, I think I copied it off of someone else who didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, sometimes when I put, you know, J-I-M-H-O, you know, just in my humble opinion, people are like, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> Do you remember what message board you, you were on posting? No, it was a Highlander message where there were, there were two or three that I looked at. And I was scared because you heard all the stories about the chat rooms and things back then. I asked about a convention. I heard they were talking about at a Highlander convention. I had no idea what it was, and I wanted more information, but, but again, they just bypassed me. The second time, I got two private messages. It took me three days to open them. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid, you know, that there might be some link or something. The first one was by a lady named Lee Peace. She was a 68-year-old woman at that time and claimed herself to be old Adrian's oldest fan, and she wanted to live long enough to, to rock his children. She's the reason I actually started Adrian's Angels. But within a few days, I was in a group called SAPS, S-A-P-S, Send Amanda Packing Society. <laughs> oh, I said it. <laughs> so tell us about that group a little bit. You know, I liked Amanda, but they were the only ones that talked to me. So, and they were all, there was a lot of them going up to Denver for G5, Gathering 5, and I... I said, oh, gee, that's only a seven-hour drive. I can get to Denver. So three months later, I was at a convention. I dragged my friend with me who just sat in the bar the whole time because she, she, <laughs> she just didn't get Adrian Paul or the Highlander stuff at all. <laughs> I made friends there. I met Elaine uh, Walsh, and she's one of the first members, and she's been with me ever since. We go to a lot of cons together. That's amazing. So your group connects people from all over the world that love Adrian. Can you tell us about some of the meaningful connections that you've made uh, through your site? I've met some really dear people. I've One lady in particular, where several people have come to be friends over the years, have told me their stories. One lady was in bed for five years. Wow. And she got up and, and got on the computer and she found Adrian's Angels and now she's an integral part of us she's a moderator she's uh but she just laid there and just had nothing to do and thought she was gonna die and now you couldn't stop her met dear friends uh one of my friends just did the sword experience in london and in stuttgart wow awesome double dipping yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was her first time meeting Adrian. She was pretty excited, let me tell you. <laughs> so I've just met friends everywhere. I started going to as many Highlander conventions as I could. 
and I started building the website, which has over 100 pages. We have a huge Highlander section with all of the immortals, every weapon they used, a big timeline area, all the series synopsis. It's the most complete Highlander site out there right now. Your group has obviously endured and continues to endure all these years, even though Highlander is no longer on the air. Why do you think people love Highlander and why do you think people love Adrian Paul so much? I think Highlander makes each of us look at our own mortality. And I think we all at some point in our life wish that we could be immortal. But as you watch the dilemmas and the struggles that Duncan McLeod went through with his life, with his personal life, his loves, his losses, you begin to see that, gee, maybe your life isn't so bad after all. I mean, there's nobody chasing you around with a sword. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I hope you would hope not anyway. <laughs> you would hope not, yeah. <laughs> and actually, about 10 years ago, they arrested some guy downtown here in Albuquerque with the sword right in the middle by the courthouse, was swinging the sword around, yelling he was going to kill the Kurgan. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. It made all the news. It was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Maybe he And thought... I chased a car home, almost home one day. Their license plate said the Kurgan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And I saw him on the on the street, and I'm like, oh, wait, a Highlander fan. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, well, this is going to look really strange. I, I'm not that desperate for members. <laughs> <laughs> so as a follow-up, we ask everyone that's on our show uh, this question. Would you want to be immortal? If you were immortal, what would you want to do? I would want to give back. I would want to find a way to help children to help others. I've had a deceased husband who suffered from, uh, was a veteran and, you know, could have ended up on the street homeless at one point or another. And I support the veterans. We also, our group uh, does something called the Huggy Bears. Want to tell us about what that is? We wanted to give back, so we tried to figure out amongst us how to do that. And I saw an article on New York where people would bring stuffed animals to give to the police department to put in the trunks of their cars. And in dire situations, stressful situations, where children are involved, Handing them a small stuffed bear or toy creates a bond between the police officer and the child, calms them down, and lets them know that this person is not there to hurt them and that that's a safe place where they can, you know, a safe place to be. So we decided to start taking donations, and with the donations, we would uh, buy bags and bags of stuffed animals. We'd buy uh, used in really good shape, and we took them down to a very poor Indian Pueblo here just south of Albuquerque, and we gave them to the police department and their fire department and the tribal courts. Been doing that since 2007. Wow, that's and amazing. We just want to give back, and that was the way to do it. There was a need, and we tried to fill it. So being immortal, I think that you would have a great opportunity to do that if you could figure out how to keep recycling yourself 
as Duncan did. And so finally, we we have to ask you, who's your favorite McLeod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick question, of course. Of course, it's Duncan. It's everyone's favorite McLeod. Do we, do we really need to answer yeah. that one? Duncan. Of course. But I do have a soft spot for Connor. He started it all. If it wasn't for him, there would be no... Duncan. That's right. So thank you so much, Riley, for joining us. And uh, people people can join your group. I guess just search on Facebook and find Adrian's Angels. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Adrian's Angels. All one word. Okay, awesome. And uh, are there any upcoming auctions or anything you'd like to talk about? Or should people just join your group and they can, uh, they'll, they'll see the news when it pops up? We're getting ready. We're hoping to get it out started by next week. I have a lot of uh, autographed things by Adrian. Um, we have some uh, Highlander T-shirts, old T-shirts. I mean, not worn T-shirts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using that one anymore, so you know, y'all can have it. Now, these are well-conditioned. <laughs> these are very well-taken-care-of shirts, barely worn, in fact, that Adrian has signed. He's signed a lot of photos. I have some peace issues, which you can't find anymore. I have a... Um, very rare Highlander calendar, uh, the cartoon calendar wow. with the four horsemen. And it's signed by Peter Wingfield, Valentine Palka, and Richard Ridings. Very cool. So, yeah, all our listeners out there, if you're interested in a lot of this uh, amazing kind of hard-to-find Highlander merchandise, and you want to, of course, help out a great cause, which is the Peace Fund, make sure to join the Adrian's Angels Facebook group and follow along with Riley as they celebrate all things Adrian Paul. Thank you so much, Riley, for joining us. We really appreciate you taking time out of your uh, Saturday to talk with us. No problem. I appreciate it, and thank you for uh, doing what you do. I've been enjoying all of the podcasts. Oh, great. Well, thank Thank you you so much for listening. (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a great day, Riley. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye, Riley. Thank you. Peace. Hey, Rewatchers, Keith here. We just want to thank you for joining us for this week's episode. And we also want to give a very special thanks to our three guests, Andy, Colin, and Rylea. Make sure to follow all of them on social media to keep up with what they are doing and to be part of the movement that keeps carrying on the Highlander torch. If you haven't already, head on over to iTunes and uh, give us a rating. We'd really, really appreciate it. And those ratings really help us get in front of more people that either love Highlander already or will be introduced to it for the first time. And we hope to get a lot more people into the Highlander fold as it is. Also, Highlander Rewatch is about to turn one year old. Um, I can't believe it's already been about a year since we started doing uh, these chronicles and rewatching the entire Highlander franchise. So we have something very special planned for the one year anniversary, and we're going to keep everybody posted on our Facebook page. So if you haven't already, head on over to Facebook and like us so you can see all the upcoming news and events. On behalf of the Highlander Rewatch crew, thanks again for joining us, and uh, join us next week for another brand new episode. I've been one of your Rewatchers, Keith. Bye!